The Blood Flow Restriction Podcast is brought to you by Saga, a world leader in innovative BFR technology. For more information on our Bluetooth-enabled auto-calibrating BFR cuffs, head over to our website at saga.fitness. And if you'd like to pick up a set for yourself, you can save 20% with the discount code BFRPODCAST. Today's topic on the Blood Flow Restriction Podcast, rethinking the 3015-1515 protocol. If you're curious what this protocol is, we have a full episode on it called the 3015-1515 protocol explained. But the TLDR is, it's just a set of 30 reps followed by three sets of 15 reps with 60 seconds rest in between each set. And of course, this is under BFR. And again, it assumes a lighter load that you're training with. So something around 20 to 30% most likely of your one rep max. And the purpose of today is going into a little bit more depth on, because we mentioned this briefly in the other episode that, you know, uh, there's a lot of caveats to that protocol, but this is going into a little bit more depth on those caveats. And the purpose of today is to rethink it and go into a little bit more depth on the caveats to the protocol. So as I mentioned a second ago, the logic behind the protocol is that, you know, BFR generally involves low load training. So we're training with less weight, which naturally means that if we want to get up to or close to failure, we need to increase the amount of reps we do. So hence the first set being a set of 30. Uh, but really the numbers themselves came from early research. This was just the protocol that early researchers landed on. And we tend to repeat things in literature. So it's been repeated many times now. In the original podcast that we did on this protocol, we mentioned that there's no magic to those numbers in particularly. In particular, I said something like, you know, you could do a 28, 13, 12, 10 and have it be just as effective. Uh, this episode itself serves to add a bit more context to that. So maybe we could call it rethinking the misapplication of the 30, 15, 15, 15. Wow, I'm going to get tired of saying those numbers over and over again, but let's jump right into it. When we're training under BFR and in particular uh, executing a, this protocol or a protocol like it, there's really two pillars that we should in general adhere to. And this is in the context of choosing the best rep and rest ranges. And that's, we should in general be picking lower loads somewhere between 20 to 30% of our one rep max again. And then the second one and very important pillar is understanding proximity to failure. So let's jump into that really quickly. Uh, we'll talk about relative intensity. So we know from a really good body of literature at this point, outside of even BFR, just general hypertrophy literature that really loads anywhere from five to third, or sorry, uh, sets anywhere from five to 30 reps and probably up to 40-ish can lead to equivalent muscle growth, at least in the short term. But the caveat there is that those sets have to be within close proximity to failure. There's a lot of ways that we can define failure, uh, but probably the most effective way to define it is technical failure. So if you're performing a movement like a squat, failure would be when you execute your final rep with good form, you could not, if you, if you tried to attempt another rep, you would fail. That is zero reps in reserve or failure. It's more relevant on exercises that are very easy to cheat. Uh, so if you think about maybe a bicep curl, you could always get a few more reps if you 
you know, arch way back and even get some momentum from your lower body, but technical failure, assuming consistent technique from rep one to rep 30, a technical failure or zero reps in reserve would just mean uh, you finished the last rep that you could technically uh, complete with adequate form. Most of the literature in hypertrophy training uh, suggests that somewhere around four or less reps in reserve is needed for hypertrophy. So there's really no reason to think BFR would be any different. If anything, there's probably strong theoretical rationale to think the window would actually be a, a bit smaller potentially with BFR, and I'll get into that shortly. Of course, there's exceptions to this. I think beginners can probably get away with less or sorry, greater than four reps in reserve uh, or those who are significantly, significantly detrained, have never trained before, etc. But four is somewhat agreed upon number for most people in most cases uh, that it's sort of the upper end of what we could expect to be adequate proximity to failure to induce muscle growth. So training all the way to failure, whether you're training under BFR or not, is not absolutely necessary, but proximity to it is. So picking a starting weight where we land somewhere within a few reps shy of failure within the 20 to 30 rep range should be our, our kind of guiding light for BFR training. I mentioned that the, the window for uh, BFR training might be a little bit tighter. That's because the higher the sets, uh, the higher the amount of reps in a set go, the more difficult it can be to ascertain if you are actually at failure or if you're just in extreme discomfort. If you are, if you have a set of five on bench, it's very clear when you reach failure, you just won't be able to push up uh, another rep. But when you're doing a set of 30, a lot of times the burn in the chest and sometimes even depending on what type of cardiovascular condition you're in, just being out of breath can really blur the lines of, you know, could you do another rep? Uh, again, if you pause a little bit between sets, it gives a little bit of time for the uh, lactate and metabolites to clear and you can kind of just keep going. So with that said, the nice thing about BFR is that it does augment a little bit of that. It's very difficult for metabolites to clear when no blood flow is leaving and uh, limited blood flow is getting into at least the, uh, your limbs, but still, I think it's worth at least considering that maybe narrowing that window to, you know, two or less reps in reserve is probably a good framework for most people when we're training under BFR, just because of how difficult higher rep sets can be to gauge uh, proximity to failure. So this has been a brief episode, but we just wanted to give some, uh, a little bit more context to the kind of, we took a few, or I took a, a few shots maybe uh, at the 30, 15, 15, 15 protocol and, and maybe didn't give a ton of context in our early episode. And so this episode, just almost like a follow-up to give a little bit more context as to why there isn't any magic in those numbers, but what you can do to make sure that you're kind of adhering to the, the broad principle of it uh, without being so stringent on those specific numbers. So in summary, of course, there's nothing wrong with, with the 30, 15, 15, 15, unless you're trying to adhere to those specific reps uh, and that prevents you from proximity to failure. So just think of the 15-ish to 30 reps as your target range, but focus more on proximity to failure would be point number one. And then follow up point number two is 
entertain the idea that maybe two or less reps in reserve is a good proxy uh, just because of the difficulty in ascertaining proximity to failure on high rep sets. Very short episode, but wanted to follow up with more detail. Hope you all enjoyed it. If you got value from it, again, um, I continually get emails. My, my email is always in the show notes and I love hearing from uh, listeners. So if you have positive or negative feedback or episode requests, uh, feel free to send them through. An upcoming episode topic that we have is specifically from a request that I received a few weeks ago. So be on the lookout for that over the next few weeks. Uh, and again, love hearing from any and everybody. Uh, feedback in all forms is always appreciated. So thank you. And we will see you on the next episode.